An entitled, enraged cop harasses me at my work, all because I got his order wrong at this restaurant. I had just moved to a new city, transferring to my new restaurant. I was a lead server previously, so they threw me into that role in this new place. The only manager on at the time was a tiny pregnant woman who was afraid of cops. This will be important later. It's the end of the night, I'm the only server, and somehow the restaurant fills up. We had a party of 20, and then five other tables walk in within minutes of each other. One of the small tables had a cop, his wife, and their 8 to 10 year old kid. I bring out waters for all my tables as quickly as I can and start taking orders. This cop is already super upset with me that I'm not moving faster. But whatever, I can only move so fast. He orders a heavily modified chicken sandwich from our menu. Eventually, we get his food out and the chicken sandwich has the wrong cheese on it. And this was just enough for him to lose his mind. He starts yelling at me about how terrible of a server I am and how I should just learn to do my job better. He even follows me through the doors of the kitchen to scream at the cooks, who then throw the blame squarely on me. I should have apparently checked the sandwich before it left the kitchen. The cop follows me back out to the dining room, and I'm trying to ignore him and keep working, but he's following me to my tables and telling all of the people at my tables that they better not tip me or he was going to do something to them, basically giving some kind of veiled threat. He also told them that I should just quit my job and start doing a night job, if you know what I mean. All because I'm apparently so bad at my day job. He stayed on my tail for a while, talking garbage about me the entire time. I couldn't figure out what to do. Do I call the cops on a cop? My manager was hiding in the office and the cooks already threw me under the bus, so I just sucked it up and kept working. Eventually, all my tables had their food and the cop gave up on harassing me. He went out to the car to wait for his family. His wife paid the bill, tipped, and they left all their food untouched on the table. As soon as he was gone, I collapsed in the kitchen crying my eyes out. I'd been putting on a brave face the whole time, but I couldn't take it anymore. They were those hiccuping sobs where you can't quite catch your breath in between trying to breathe. I calmed down some, and I tried to put on a brave face to finish service, but the tears kept flowing silently down my face, and I couldn't make eye contact with any of my guests. Half of my tables really didn't leave any tip at all. From that whole round, I made less than $50. It was my worst experience in a restaurant even now after 23 years in the industry. I honestly felt completely and utterly helpless. That is a terrible situation to be stuck in. I can't believe that people would treat someone else like this over a sandwich. This isn't some five-star restaurant where you can expect perfection. From the sounds of it, it was probably just some diner where these people were really just trying to make ends meet in their life. And it's bad enough they got to put up with all these people and be the only person taking care of them, only to then have some terrible cop run around harassing you the entire night. I mean, what kind of person would do that? The worst part about it is is that I know exactly what this situation is like. I have experienced that firsthand from people when they try and get in your face and tell you that you don't know what you're doing with your job. From the sounds of it, it was an honest mistake. If the wrong cheese was on the chicken sandwich, you know what you say? Hey, could I get this again but with the correct cheese? And then point to what you actually wanted. And then miraculously, the problem will be solved. Like, people make mistakes. This lady had all these people to take care of. So it was bound to happen to somebody eventually. Eventually, that's a lot of people to take care of all on your own. Overall, it's really a nasty situation and it just really sucks. If I was the lady in this situation, I 100% would have called the police station and reported this behavior immediately. I don't care if this person was a cop, a 
paramedic, a firefighter, or a doctor, or the president. This type of behavior is not acceptable. It's straight-up harassment. And it is pretty telling that the manager decide to stay in the back and hide from this cop. If you can't be a manager at the worst times, you shouldn't be a manager at the best times, in my opinion. So I really feel bad for this lady, and I'm so sorry that they went through this. And hopefully, eventually, they can find a better job that will actually have people that will stand up and support them when things go wrong. Today, I messed up by letting my husband buy a motorcycle. My husband decided that after he got a new job, he would need a new vehicle since our schedules would not work to use only one car at the same time anymore. Just to add, my husband is 5'4", around 200 pounds, and he's a little bit on the chubby side. He wanted a motorcycle for a long time, and I thought, why not buy it and let him use it to get to work? We can have fun and we can spend less money than we would on a new car. Well, that's what I thought at least. I don't really understand much about motorcycles, so I let him choose whatever he wanted. I trust he had some knowledge of what he was doing, and I saw him doing a lot of research before he settled on one. So I blindly swiped the card, and we happily spent this money together so that he could get a motorcycle. A month passes by, and today, the day before he starts his new job, the motorcycle arrives. And needless to say, this motorcycle is small. And when I say small, I mean that the two wheels are smaller than regular ones. If you stand next to it, it goes as high as your thighs. It is not something you can take on the highway, and I doubt it could go more than 60 miles an hour, much less used for your daily work commute. I looked at his face, square in his eyes, and asked him what he was thinking when he bought this one. He answered me by saying that he's not that tall, and so he didn't want to have trouble getting on the bike, and that's why he got this one. Yes, he isn't six foot, but was it really necessary to buy a kid-sized motorcycle? Now we have this useless bike one day before he starts his new job, and I'm wondering if I married a clown. This is such a tragic situation because I know for a fact that these motorcycles that are just normal-sized are pretty easy to get on. Like, he very easily could have gotten a bike even at his height and still gotten on and off of it no problem. What they are describing is so tiny, it is legitimately what you would see in a circus. Like, I can actually imagine some big clown sitting on this tiny motorcycle in their entire clown getup, driving around a circus ring, entertaining a crowd of people. Like, this is really funny to me. What on earth was this guy thinking? This probably cost them so much money. And now they literally just threw that down the drain because of this situation. It's like he didn't even consider the fact that he needs to commute and go on the highway to do this. Now, if you know motorcycles, you know that it can actually save you quite a bit of money if you do it correctly. But riding around on a small kid-sized motorcycle is not going to be the way to do it. So I feel really bad for the original poster and their husband because the process of returning this miniature motorcycle and getting your money back is most likely going to be a nightmare. Today I messed up by staying at a hotel, not checking the sheets, and getting bed bug bites. It was an absolute nightmare. This happened 30 hours ago. We arrived at our weekend getaway yesterday evening. I was very excited, as last time I tried to have a weekend getaway, it ended in discovering our Airbnb had bed bugs. To give more context, we discovered the bed bugs at the very end of that previous trip. I had developed multiple small red bumps, which later turned into large, itchy welts. I'd had bed bugs before in college, but dismissed checking the beds. It was a living nightmare and it's something that I'll never make the mistake about again. Or so I thought. On this current trip, we get to the hotel last night and I tell everyone to check their beds. I tell everybody to not put their shoes or their bags on the floor or the chairs. I pulled apart the top sheet, both blankets, another top sheet, a fitted sheet, and the mattress pad. I dug into every mattress crevice on all corners of the bed. I make it down to the final layer before the bed frame and pulled each side 
side up as best as I could. I decide I'm content and that I should stop being so anxious again, especially after my previous experience. Fast forward to this afternoon. I notice a small red bump developing. Dismissing it, I say, well, it's only one spot. Usually they bite in threes or fours. Hours later, I see a second bump pop up, and the first one starts getting very itchy and very swollen. Oh God, not again. We get back to the hotel and everyone is saying I'm crazy, saying they don't have bites and that it's probably just mosquito bites since it's summer and we have been outside most of the day. They say I checked the beds thoroughly last night and have nothing to worry about. I told them it's the same marks and the same itchiness I just had on my last trip. I say I'm not sleeping until we check the beds again. So we check everything again. We get down to the mattress, but this time we see blood tracks. I start to lose it. We keep going and get down to the final layer right before the bed frame. We completely tear off that layer and lo and behold, we find the little mutants. I immediately start losing my mind. Here comes all of the anxiety and stress all over again. We are eight plus hours from home and the family that I came with drove their car and refused to drive back tonight, which I don't blame them to be honest. I say we have to get a different room and the hotel has to inspect it right in front of us. So here I am, sitting on another bed that we checked thoroughly, including the bottom skirt and bed frame. I doubt I'll sleep tonight, but I dread the precautions I'll have to stress about and take yet again while I try to enjoy my final hours of vacation. Getting bed bugs from a hotel is literally a nightmare. Like imagine you spend all this money to go on a trip and to spend some time with your family, only to then have your entire plans ruined by bed bugs. And those little freaks are no joke. Getting rid of bed bugs is a nightmare. They get in everything and anything that has a fabric surface, and then some. So if you have it in your bed, there's a good chance you probably have to get another bed. There is treatment options to get rid of it, but man, it is a nightmare. The original poster goes on to say that they did not get any bed bugs on their first trip, nor did they get any on their second trip. It looks like they just got some bites. They also said that thankfully they did not bring it home with them, so it's not something they have to deal with at home. Overall though, this is kind of a nightmare situation, and I hope nobody listening ever has to deal with this in their life. My girlfriend is mad at me after she found out another girl took care of me when I got really sick. About a month ago, I went on a trip with my friends to Vegas for a weekend by car. It was me and three friends, all around the same age. It was a guy and a girl who were dating, me and another girl. My girlfriend couldn't come because she had to study for medical school, which is understandable. We decided to get two rooms instead of three just to save money. I was staying in the same room as the girl who was single, and my friend and his girlfriend stayed in a different room. On our drive up to Vegas, I bought a sandwich from a gas station and started feeling really sick. We got to Vegas at around 9 o'clock on a Friday night, and we just checked in to sleep, and I was feeling really sick, and I just laid in bed. It was fine until I started puking uncontrollably into the toilet. I felt really weak, but I thought I was done puking and tried to get up, but I collapsed and puked all over myself and the floor. It was a terrible mess. I was really weak and couldn't get myself up, so my friend had to drag me away from the puddle and take off my clothes and carry me into the shower to rinse me off. She also cleaned the floor and made a barf bag for me to puke into next to my bed. My friend gets me some Gatorade and I fall asleep, I think at around 3 in the morning. The next day, I wake up at around lunchtime and I'm still feeling weak, but a little bit better. So I told my friend not to worry about me and to just go to the casino with our other friends, but she insisted and took care of me the entire day. I was pretty much better at dinner, so we went out to a French restaurant, and I was almost completely better on Sunday, so we all overall had a blast. When I got back, I just told my girlfriend I got sick and puked all over the place, so I couldn't really enjoy Saturday. Well, yesterday I went out with the same group of friends to an outlet mall and brought my girlfriend along with me. My friend, who was in the room with me, 
brings up the puke story when my girlfriend, her, and I are sitting on a bench and talked about how she had to rinse me in the shower and I could see my girlfriend starting to get incredibly upset. My girlfriend was even acting really surprised and asking for more specific details. After our time at the mall, the car ride home was really not fun. She was half crying, half pissed, saying I cheated on her when I really didn't. When I was being rinsed in the shower, I had no control over that and nothing nefarious happened. I personally think that taking care of someone while they are sick was a normal thing to do and I did not think that this would be such a big deal. At the time, I needed someone to help me clean up and my male friend was probably sleeping anyways. My female friend who was with me was the only one that could help me. Now my girlfriend won't even talk to me and I don't know what to do. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I can see both sides of this because I definitely understand that if you're sick and someone's helping you out, there's nothing sketchy or like behind the back that's going on. I think it's no different than a nurse helping out a patient that's in a hospital that can't take care of themselves and so they need somebody else to help them to clean them up, etc. And based on what was being described, this interaction was very similar to this. What the guy is not getting in this situation is the fact that he should have told his girlfriend about this very situation immediately upon it happening. Like the first thing he should have explained was not only that, hey, I threw up all of Saturday and I was feeling very sick, but also, hey, I threw up and my female friend hosed me off in a shower to clean me up. That's a very important detail that you really can't leave out. So I completely understand why the girlfriend is incredibly enraged and upset over this. I think anything else could be understandable, but the fact that you hid this from your girlfriend is probably what's most upsetting to her. It's just really shady behavior. And it's also a little weird that you shared a room with another female while the other group of people that were going were a couple. Like, I don't know. If I had my girlfriend and she wasn't able to make it, I would personally want a room with a guy friend just to avoid any kind of speculation or confrontation. I wouldn't even want the appearance that anything weird is going on. That's just me personally. Overall, though, I think you kind of messed up by hiding this from your girlfriend and you should apologize and try
try and do anything he can to make things right. But what do you think? What would you do if you were in this situation? Leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear it. Today I messed up by sleeping through my exam. I haven't been sleeping well for the past few days. I'm a first year studying maths and physics, and I had a three-hour mathematical analysis exam worth 60% of my module at 9.30 in the morning. It was at 1.30 in the morning I had reached the point where I was in a state of delirium. It felt like the world around me was disappearing, and I was convinced that I was having conversations with people that were not there. I started drifting off, but would have muscle spasms keeping me awake. Eventually, I did manage to fall asleep. I had set four alarms to make sure I was awake in the morning. The first one went off, I turned it off, and thought to myself, just a few more minutes. Well, I end up waking back up and checking the time on my phone, and it was 12.03 in the afternoon. I had slept through the rest of my alarms. The exam would be over in 23 minutes. By the time I would have gotten there, it would already be over, and they don't let students in or out during the last 15 minutes anyways. So now, I'm going to have to do a reset next year, where I'm only allowed to have a maximum score of a pass. I'm trying to look on the bright side that it's only my first year and it doesn't contribute much to my final grade, but I'm still so angry with myself. I wouldn't feel too bad about this. I've done this exact same thing, and yeah, it sucks, but you can get through it. I had a final exam at 9 o'clock, very similar to this story, and I ended up showing up at 10 o'clock instead. I was so scared that I was about to fail this exam, and I thought that I didn't have enough time, but it ended up working out. But for this original poster, why on earth did you stay up until 1.30 in the morning? Especially if you have such an important exam the next day. This exam was 60% of your grade. You have to take better care of yourself and plan for these types of things. Your best bet might be to just go to the professor and follow their knees and say, what can I do to make this better? If a reset is all you can do, then that's all you can do. Just take the passing grade and study like crazy to make sure you pass. Otherwise, this will legitimately be all for nothing. So the next time you pull an all-nighter and stay up well past 1.30 in the morning trying to study for your final exam, make sure you have a lot more alarms than just four, especially if you're going to sleep through it and possibly tank your grade. My husband earns more than me and belittles my method of working as well as my work itself, and I don't know what to do. My husband and I have been married for two years, and we've been together for four. My husband works in the music industry, and I work as a lawyer. I'm presently in the beginning stages of my career, and have only worked for three years post-graduating. My husband, on the other hand, has been working in the industry since his teenage years, and is well-established and respected in his field. His work requires him to travel once or twice a week, and his payments are per gig. However, he has to practice and hone his skills on days he doesn't have to go to work. His travel to and from his place of work is paid for and handily by whoever hires him. I work six days a week and earn a salary. I work in litigation, so I have long hours and have to travel quite far for my work using public transportation as we live pretty far from the city. My husband earns in a day what I earn in a month. We don't split our household bills. Either one of us typically pays it. We are in no way struggling with our finances, and I would say we are quite comfortable, meaning that my salary would also be sufficient to make maintain our current lifestyle, but there is quite a big gap in our pay. The problem at hand is that both of us have different styles of working. He likes to sit down and not get up till he's done with all of his work, no matter how long it takes. I like dividing my work into small segments, and I tend to work for two to three hours or so, while taking 15 to 20 minute breaks. My work requires a lot of reading and interpretation and staring at a screen. I tend to get tired due to the strain on my eyes, and I need to take breaks just to make sure I can get through the day. My husband has told me 
multiple times to just quit my job because he thinks it's a draining job that doesn't even pay well. I have spent quite a lot of time studying to quit now. He also said multiple times that he makes in a day what I make in a month. So what's really the point? Today, I was quite swamped with work that was pending for quite a few days, all because of delay in input from my client, and it was expected that the work would be finished by tonight, the same day that the input was received. So after working for about two hours, I took a break and my husband asked me if I would like to go out to meet his parents for a few hours. Now, I know that the trip to his parents' house will take at least three hours, and that would put me behind schedule for work, and so that's what I told him. He got really mad at me and told me that I should not be taking breaks if I'm so burned burden with work and went on to say that when he has work, he can work for 12 hours straight and I should do the same and should have finished the work by now. We got into a huge argument and I told him he doesn't understand my work and that his work doesn't require as much analysis as mine does. Obviously, this was unfair for me to say, but then he went on to say that if my job was so difficult, why was the pay so low and that he could just work one extra day and make the same amount? We haven't spoken to each other for a few hours now and I don't know what to feel. I feel like he doesn't respect my job. How do I explain to him that he was absolutely in the wrong and it made me feel very insufficient? What should I do? That is really terrible that your husband is treating you like that. I could imagine it's already hard enough being a lawyer with having to read and interpret so many complicated documents, trying to navigate all these nuanced details and all these clauses that come along with it. That must be absolutely exhausting. So your method of work absolutely makes sense to me. Working for two to three hours and then giving yourself a break every 15 to 20 minutes, especially with the workload you're describing, makes a lot of sense. It's really surprising to me that your husband would act the way he is. I mean, good for him. He makes a lot of money every single day, and that's a fantastic accomplishment. But that does not mean that you should put down your wife just because she has a job that's a little bit different than you. It's just a super immature way of handling a situation, especially when he's comparing the fact that he can do as much in one day as you do in a month, and then repeatedly telling you that. That is honestly just belittling, and nobody needs to feel that way. So I think some healthy communication between the two of you and letting him know exactly how you feel will probably go a really long way for both of y'all. And hopefully things work out and he's able to see that he shouldn't act this way. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.